Everyone loves music, and one of the aspects of music is the playlist. Now whether you're the person making it or the one receiving it, there's something special to be said about a playlist. Today, we're talking about the art of the playlist. This is Socialite Circle. And welcome back to Socialite Circle. My name is John Bryn, and this week, for our, our welcome back, I am joined by the amazing Annabelle. Hello, how are you? I'm so good. I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm well. I'm I'm glad to have you. I know when I was telling you about getting my redoing the podcast like a couple of months ago, you're I think you were one of the first people that I I um I told that I wanted on the show, especially for for this episode since we're talking about playlist. But um I guess the best thing to do is to start like guess a little bit intro of yourself and who you are for the people who don't know you. That is. Yeah. Um, so, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Annabelle. Um, I am the founder of That Good Shit. Um, that Good Shit is a platform that supports small independent artists. Um, and we have a really beautiful community of artists and music lovers who are really supportive of one another. We do events, um, we do merch, and then we also do um, custom curated playlists. So, you can purchase a custom playlist for it, from us. And we will curate it just for you. It's one of a kind. Um, and then I also do music TikTok, which is what many people know me from. That's how I know our amazing friend Job Brand here. See, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because I was piecing like a long time ago how I I guess met everybody in the music talk community, that is. So Xavier is actually like the gateway for me knowing everybody because he commented on one of my videos a long time ago. And then from there, I saw that like he, he was doing like producer stuff. And I was like, oh, I like the stuff that the, this kid's making. So I'm going to follow him back. And I remember me and him talking. He's like, he's like, oh, my God, you didn't just follow me. I was like, yeah, dude, I like the stuff you're making. And then from there, I met Jordan Slater on TikTok, if you know him. And then I think from there, it, it led to you because I know we became friends on TikTok around like the beginning of the year. Yeah, it was really early on. Because I, I was trying to even remember, I tried to go through all of our old messages on TikTok to see what video it was, but I was like, this is going to take forever because we both make so many videos. So I'm literally going to be scrolling for hours. <laughs> but I was just like, I think it was, it was something along the lines of you making a playlist or saying, um, if you like this artist or something like that. I can't remember exactly but um, I knew that you were one of like the more genuine people on the app. And especially in the music talk community, you're just always spreading fun and positivity. And when it comes to music itself, I know that I'm a wealth of knowledge, but you, you know your stuff, especially when it comes to beat selection, producers and, and all, all of this stuff. You just know so much. Oh my gosh. I think like, it's really cool. Everyone on music TikTok has their own like, super unique base of knowledge around different topics and stuff so you know I think we're all super knowledgeable and what we're really passionate about and I think yeah. that's what's cool is when we all like work together and collaborate or even just talk about like what we like like exactly. when we, you put us all together it's truly like the Avengers of music talk like we all bring something different to the table <laughs> Avengers assemble it's funny you say that I literally last night I was watching I watched Shang-Chi because it's now on Disney Plus uh, since Disney Plus Day. And then I watched Doctor Strange again. And then I started, I finished WandaVision. And then I was watching What If. So I literally marveled out all yesterday. But um, so let's talk playlist, right? 
you've made a lot of playlists. How many playlists do you think you've made from one just starting TikTok, but also just in your own free time? I mean, uh, that's even hard to like think about. I mean, I know that I've made around 300, maybe even high 300s uh, custom yeah. playlists for people just for that good shit. Um, and then we have, I think about like 40 or 50 public playlists. Um, so I have those as well. And then just like my own personal playlist throughout my life. I've made hundreds, probably over a thousand at this point. That, see, that's <laughs> what I was, I was thinking. I was like, I f- you're like, ah, there's 40 public playlists. I'm like, is there really? I was like, I'm, I'm thinking there's so many more that you have up there. I'm just like, there's got to be well over 40 that are public. But I know you have uh, people will come to you for custom playlist. Um and I, you're, you're one of the few people that I come to when it comes to, um, when I make a playlist. So you and my friend, Justin, cause you guys have a very unique ear as far as placement for a playlist, like how songs should, should seem and stem together as far as like the story that's being told. And I know I come to you a couple of times and be like, Hey, check out this playlist. What do you think? Because, um, especially like if you're making it for somebody like I, like to make it start to finish I don't know if that's the same for you if you like to start to finish oh, route yeah. or if it's like shuffle but then again I think we all have our own playlist for for shuffle yeah I'm definitely a beginning to end playlist kind of person um but I also make them to be shuffled I think it just kind of depends on the intention if I'm yeah. making a playlist for someone especially if I'm trying to like tell that person something you know if I'm like if I went on a date and then I'm about to like do a follow-up playlist and try to shoot my shot, oh, it's definitely going to be an in-order, very step-by-step playlist. (laughs) So that being said, then of all of the playlists, I'm going to have to go to your Spotify. Is there like a specific one that you've made recently with everything that you've been doing that has been your favorite? Um, Oh, it's like what your favorite child is, right? I mean, each playlist I've made is just really special to me. I think mm-hmm. out of all the playlists I've made since I started actually like, you know, curating these public playlists for that good shit for my Spotify, I love my playlist called If My Life Was a TV Show. I add on to this playlist constantly and it's kind of like those songs that just make you feel like the main character in some in some movie and they're just yeah. really like cinematic, you know, kind of just like bringing out the meaning in like any moment you're in so I love that one as of recently I've been putting one together called songs with cool beats that I really love Mm -hmm. um and the cover was in collaboration with a really cool uh media company called other light media so it has it's probably my favorite playlist cover we've got and then I also recently made a falling into autumn playlist that's really good like fall vibe yeah it's perfect for autumn speaking of if anybody wants to find her on spotify it is your favorite music curator um because she is everyone's favorite music curator because this girl knows her stuff which kind of bleeds into like i've had this this podcast episode in my mind for a very long time and it's kind of based around the i guess rules to high fidelity right of making Mm -hmm. a playlist i know you've done several videos of people and i've seen it in your comments how do you make a playlist how do you do this how do you stem this together how do you make sure that this track goes in a year and people are like oh my goodness have you tried it with crossfade and it's just like what are i I guess i kind of want to go into not so much the ethics of of making a great playlist because i do think it's dependent on 
on a person's individual taste, but I do want to take it from the perspective of somebody who's been making playlists for so long, who's been, who's built playlists for, for your audience, uh, for your community and everything like that. So I, let's see, like the Annabelle's comprehensive guide to making a playlist in a way, because I have like my own rules that I, somebody asked me about and I was like, I guess I can make my own hitchhiker's guide to playlisting. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think that, you know, there are different types of playlists I'll put together. First of all, I'll have the playlist where I think of an idea and then throughout my days of just going about my life, I'll just throw Mm -hmm. songs in there when I'm like, oh, this would fit. That's kind of like the life is a TV show playlist, like things like that, where over time it just builds. But if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to make a playlist and like one, give me an hour to make a playlist, here's kind of how I do it. This is usually what I do with the custom playlist um, is I'll take, you know, the theme or the intention or title or whatever you're basing the playlist off of um and then I'll add whatever songs immediately come to mind because I feel like when you have an idea for a playlist you can think of at least two to three songs that you know you want on there of course um and then I'll look at those songs and I'll think okay what do they have in common is there something is there like a producer that's shared between the songs anything like that Um, and then I'll kind of branch out just looking at you know who worked on the songs are there any features similar artists that might have a similar vibe um I also go through other playlists that I've made that might have a similar kind of emotion in them so I kind of build it out from there um and then I'll also just like listen to it and um think I'll listen to the songs and then if I hear a part in a song that reminds me of another song I'll go into that so it's really just building off of the foundational few songs and kind of expanding from out of there um, and if you run out of steam, you just take a break and come back to it whenever you are ready. Cause sometimes it's hard to put together a full cohesive playlist in one go. Yeah. So, okay. I know Spotify recently rolled out the enhanced feature and I was on Twitter, I think when it first came out and Reddit, and so many people were like freaking out. They're like, Oh my goodness, what is this? Have you used it since in making any of your playlists? Did I lose you? I might have lost her. Okay, you're back. Hi, sorry, you froze. (laughs) It's cool. This is the the difficulties of podcasting with Zoom, everybody. If you're interested in how I do that, I can tell you later one day, maybe. (laughs) Um, I was saying... Since the enhanced feature has come out on Spotify, because I know when it came out, uh, Twitter... And Reddit took to it like the masses and everybody was like, oh, my goodness, a new feature. Have you used that at all since making any of your playlists or recent ones? Um, I I definitely use it um, just for ideas and for inspiration, but I usually won't keep a playlist that's been enhanced Mm -hmm. um, and like send that because it doesn't feel genuine to my own like curation because I want everything to be handpicked. But I'll definitely use it for suggestions because it does have like some really good... um, ideas for it I feel like it kind of reminds me of how it used to have like the suggested songs at the bottom of the playlist when it would like curate some suggestions for you but now it's just kind of putting them in the playlist directly I think it's a really cool feature and it's really cool for music discovery for my personal curating I don't use it very much but I think it's a really useful tool 
Well, I don't think you need to use it for your own personal stuff. The amount of music that we we both get sent on the regular, the artists that you're working with, and um, you're working with Diz right now. Who, by the way, uh-huh. I would highly recommend if you're into like Redville, Young Wabo, anything like that. This is definitely the artist for you. Earl Sweatshirt, even just because. He's a young independent artist doing his thing, just making really amazing music that I think I think probably within like this year coming up is going to have a resurgence in that in that pocket and space that he's in. So I'm excited to see his journey. I always like listening to his stuff and talking to him. So go check him out on Spotify. Yeah, go check out Dave, you know, pre-save his single. He got a single drop in with Young Wabo in a couple days on uh, November 19th. It's a okay. really phenomenal track. Perfect. So. That works out in timeline because this comes out. These come out on Tuesdays. This is a Tuesday show. So what's that? The fifteenth, sixteenth. So yeah, this this comes out on the sixteenth. So pre-save the album. I'll try to see if I can link the pre-save information in the podcast notes. I don't know how that works. I haven't done that before. But if you're listening to this on like Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you listen to playlists, um. This should be in the description. Hopefully, I can figure it out. If not, you can find me and Annabelle and even Diz on on socials, and we can and tell you. So yeah, next Friday or this Friday coming up. Yes, the nineteenth. Yeah, <laughs> the nineteenth. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I've kind of got like a basis for for how you how you do things. Can I tell share with you my guide? It's a little bit different, but these are like I guess. I guess before I go into that, how many songs do you typically do for your playlist that you're curating for people? Usually do, people usually people will do 20 to 30 songs. Okay. So yeah. before that, I used to do 50 song playlist. And I still do for Unearthed Gems just because it's like a good amount of music for people. But whenever somebody asks me to make them a playlist, I always did 50 songs because it's three hours worth of music. And then I realized those people are not me. They don't have time to just sit down, start to finish, listening to an entire three album or three hour playlist. It was like, oh, that that might be a bit much for people, especially it's just like if there's a bunch of love songs or whatever in there. And they're just like, oh, man, really laying it on thick. So I've changed it. So for me, like my rule number one, very similar to yours, is to always have a theme. Like without the theme, the playlist has no meaning. And you, like you said, you need to know the intention, the target audience that it's going to. And I guess it's the same way when, when you write things like that. So for me, I changed it. So from 50 songs, the max is 25 songs. Like you don't want to overwhelm them as I have come to know with... <laughs> sending 50 song playlists to people there are people that enjoy it but 50 songs is just a lot of music all right now this one it might be a little controversial for me at least and i took this directly from high fidelity the tv show that only got one season on hulu hulu bring it back please i said please no bring re- back high fidelity holy sh- like it's so important that we need it's- to get hulu to bring it back fact i will sign all of the petitions to- for that show to come back Shoot, let me be like, I'll hold the microphone up in the, like, as long as I get to be in the room, like, where they're spinning records, I'll be like, yeah, I, I can be a boom mic operator. So I said, no repeat artist. How do you feel about that? Like, whether it's I a feature or not. I wholeheartedly agree. I, I think mm, features I might allow. Um, like, if you have a Tyler feature and then, like, a, another song with a Tyler feature, I might allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I generally try not to, but it's not a hard rule for me. I think that if two songs really contribute to the vibes, well, you got to do it. Yeah. I try to not do two 
like if it's the same artist even if it's a feature i try not to and it makes it so much more difficult especially like with this um new playlist series slash story that i'm writing for something it's very hard to find specific music because one it's just like for these four slash five part playlists that i want to do i can't use any repeat artist at all so once i use one artist it's a one and done i can't use them in any of the other playlists and i'm like Oh, I don't know if I've limited myself or like given myself an insane challenge. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted like a different perspective on whether or not people think that um, repeat artists is something good or not. Yeah, I think if you know me and you know you're familiar with how I look at music, I'm very conceptual, very feelings and emotions oriented, mm-hmm. which is why I love playlists. And so I just really think that if if you have a rule be willing to break it if it contributes to the vibe. That's all I got to say. Like sometimes I'd be in my feelings and I need three Daniel Caesar songs on a playlist and it's just going to be that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, okay. This one is a little bit different. Um, and this I actually took from my friend, Justin. So shout out to you for, for telling me this. He was saying always have an instrumental because if you have an instrumental, it throws off the sound. So they can't overlize the, the feeling of the playlist in a sense. Um, so for me, for my preference, when it comes to instrumentals and it's definitely, it's like some R and B style, uh, hip hop playlist. I would say for me, selection radio is a big, inspiration for where I grab a lot of beats um just because sometimes if I'm making something on I can't really upload a song from SoundCloud to Apple Music or Spotify I can do it for myself but if I'm sharing it with someone they don't get the full benefit so I do like um selection radio for that my friend Justin he does a lot of um indie alternative stuff there's actually one album let me see if I can find it because I recently I don't I think I recently put it in a playlist because there is there's this artist named Ricky Eat Acid, who, if you're familiar with Jaden Smith, anybody out there on the album Sire, I forget which song it was. Um, I think it's Inside My House Someplace I Might Keep or I Keep Dreaming. That song was like the background when it's I think it's at the end of Falcon. When it's just like, uh, sire, he found him. He's dreaming, sleeping, something like that. So I added that to a playlist and it like completely threw off somebody's like, cause they're just like, oh, I'm going to analyze the, the, the heck out of this. And then you throw them a few instrumentals and they're just like, I can't analyze, just overanalyze sounds. Yeah, no, I agree. I think instrumentals are so good for like breaking up a playlist and kind of, you know, especially if you have a more high energy playlist kind of chilling out for a second. I think that's something I didn't really get into either was like ordering a playlist, but instrumentals can really help when you're mm-hmm. kind of doing a start to end finish. Um, really good at manipulating the energy, slowing things down a little bit or speeding it up if need be. Yeah. Create it like a create music, create albums, create playlists, like, like how a heartbeat that's, or at least how I try to look at things to simulate a heartbeat because there's the slow paces, there's a the high energy, like you said. So it kind of, it's like a, a nice ebb and flow, a wave of, of music that you're listening to. And then I guess for me, rule number five, the opener and the closer are the most important. That's what they're going to remember the most. And that's, I mean, that's somewhat of a rule that's taken from public speaking. So, and projects and things like that, even from a book, most people, nine times out of 10, 
will remember the opener, the first thing you say, and then the closer, the last thing you say. So how do you feel about like when structured playlist openers and closers? Yeah, I think that I resonate strongly with the high fidelity statement that, um, you know, the opener is important. And then the, for me, the second track is what's most important because like, you know, from the incredible, amazing high fidelity, which I will talk about all the time, inspiring me with my playlist, but you know, it's got to make you say like, hold on, there's more here than you think. So especially if you are making this playlist for someone or trying to convey a message, for me, the second track is the most important. On the first track, I'll usually do something familiar and fun and something that feels good. The second track for me is the one that brings in the message and brings in the, this is the point of the playlist. This is what I'm trying to get across. You got to be a little bold with it too. In my eyes, I think the second track is the most important. See, I never, I understand what you're saying and I completely see it that way. But before, I don't know, For it was always, I guess, towards the middle of the road, like the beginning, middle, end. But then again, that's coming from like a writer's perspective of uh, cohesive story, beginning, middle, end, which I found out later that if you're writing a book, don't use beginning, middle, or end. You want to use pity, fear, and catharsis. That's a whole other thing. But pity, fear, and catharsis is kind of like what builds the story. And in a way, you could manipulate that same idea when it comes to playlisting. Not so much of like pity, fear, and catharsis, but when it comes to the cathartic ending of the playlist, it's like the euphoria that you feel when you're making the playlist. But on top of that, um, like the feeling that the other person is going to get when, when they're, when they're listening to it. Cause I think that's what's most important. I, I th- think you can attest to that. One of the feel the best feelings is having somebody listen to your playlist and then like one, this is music I never listened to. And then two, Oh my God, this is like the best thing ever. Yeah. I will always, I love when I make playlists for someone and they, they will like live text me and be like, this is the best playlist ever and stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, but I do, I agree with you on the last track part as well. Um, I'll always remember I was listening to this one playlist and it was like for a review on TikTok. And so I was listening to it to see if I wanted to review it. And I listened to it all the way through. And the last track was this track called Saturday by Extremely Bad Man, which is one of my favorite songs ever. And it was the last song in the playlist. And it was just the most beautiful euphoric song I've heard in my entire life. And it just rounded out the playlist so beautifully. And um, I think that's one of the big reasons why I love that playlist so dearly. And so I do agree that, you know, if you have like a banger of a last track, it really like leaves an impression with that person on your playlist. Very important. I can't remember if... I feel like you might have talked about this album because I haven't saved Love is Pure, the album uh, for anybody listening um, by Extremely Bad Man. I don't remember if it was after I saw one of your videos or something you posted on Instagram, but I have the album saved. I haven't listened to it, but I but I remember opening my Spotify a couple of days ago and seeing the cover because when I looked up the song, I was like, why does this cover art seem so familiar? All right, it's saved again. I had to unsave it and resave it just so that it's at my top. So that way I can listen to it later today. Yeah, but it I is a very it. unique album. It's very amazing. And yeah, that, that's, I posted about the track Saturday on my TikTok. I think I've posted it a couple of times. It's like one of my all-time favorite songs to put in the playlist. If you've oh. got a custom playlist for me, it's probably on there. Fair enough, fair enough. So I completely forgot what question... I was going to add, hold on. There it is. Music wise. Okay. So we're talking about extremely bad man. We're talking about 
that album right now. Other than that, other than the Terrace Martin album, which I know you have been bumping so much. And that, by the way, I don't care what anybody says. Drones is a, let me see. I, it's not even a, a short album. Like I have no critiques on this album. Like I want, I want to say there's like, I'm like, it's missing something, but it's not. There's nothing it's that really is not. missing. No, I think it's one of the greatest albums I've heard in the last couple of years. I love every single track. Every track feels like a single in like in the way it's like so well rounded out and so the energy and every track is just right. Yeah. And I feel like when I'm listening to music, um, sometimes like I'll think of little ideas of like production in my head or where I think the song is going to go. And every time and every track, like the production goes exactly where my brain wants it to go. Exactly. And like, it's kind of hard to explain, but I think you know what I mean. It's just euphoric, euphoric <laughs> listening experience. Because I'm looking at it too, right? I'm just looking back at the album. The amount of features that this album has, right? That's that's another thing that when it comes to musicians, one thing is that especially for reviewers like you and I, when it comes to listening to music, sometimes having too many features is a make or break. But the thing is, all of these features on this album just enhance the experience of listening to this like i you, you want to have something that you can say bad about it but you can't it's like i understand with the silk sonic album so many people are like my only problem is it's too short and i can understand that i mean drones is 13 songs but it's 40 minutes while hold on let me see silk sonic i'm literally just listening to it again it's nine songs and i think it might be 30 minutes if i'm not mistaken around uh, there an evening with Silk Sonic, yeah, 31 minutes. So, I mean, it's night and day in a sense, but Silk Sonic's album, like, I have a theory as to why it's only nine songs because this is her first collaboration like that. So they wanted to see how the masses would take to it, but I've heard nothing bad about this album so far. It is so good. So other than that, I, the question I wanted to ask that I forgot is... What have you been listening to? What do you want people to listen to? Like, wow. What are, what are your, like, I guess, <clears throat> okay, I'll put it to you this way. I won't say just out of new music. I would say give us an album that you need to listen to, regardless of your music taste, that you think everybody would love. No, it can't mm -hmm. be Blonde. <laughs> everybody loves Blonde. The album is perfect. True. Um, so, true. Yeah, an album that you think everybody needs to listen to regardless. And then I would say, let's see, an album that you've been listening, that's been on repeat for you recently. Mm -hmm. So much. Obviously, besides Drones by Terrace Martin, um, which, yeah, that album's amazing and I could talk about it all day. Um, mm -hmm. I think an album that everyone should listen to regardless of who you like and everything um you shall be listening to couldn't wait to tell you by Liv. she's a r&b kind of like soul neo soul jazz very experimental artist out of los angeles the album again is called couldn't wait to tell you and it's just one of the most gorgeous albums um it has beautiful storytelling um and there's a lot of like spoken word kind of in it as well as some beautiful vocals um my favorite tracks on there are lessons from my mistakes and uh, you're the one fish in the sea um she's collaborated with earl sweatshirt and some other really amazing artists um so if you're going to listen to one album it's that for sure Saved and it. then 
the one song I have off of that album already saved uh, is You the One Fish in the Sea. I don't know if I added it to a playlist or it just came on a shuffle. And I was like, oh, I love this. But definitely saved again so I can unsaved and saved so I can go and listen to it later. It yeah, so it is much. beautiful album. Actually, I'm looking at the playlist that I started making for you. And there's only two songs in there just because... I feel like making you a playlist is going to be the hardest thing ever. I don't know if you can hear this train, but there's a train going by for the audio listeners. Hey, this is only an audio podcast. What am I saying? Um, there's literally only two songs in here, and I can't even remember what playlist I was listening to or making where I found these songs. And I was like, this, is, this has Annabelle's name written all over it. I'm so honored. People tell me that all the time. Because me and my friends always make each other playlists. I love when my friends make me playlists. And I hold them all so dear to my heart. Like, um, people get really scared to make me playlists. And they're like, oh, it's just, it's intimidating to make you a playlist. Da, da, da. And I'm like, I, I'm just happy to have any collection of music from a friend given to me. It doesn't matter if I know every single song, if I don't know any songs on it. Um, you really can't go wrong with making me a playlist. I'll love it no matter what you put on there. Yeah, that, there. I probably will end up adding songs from the Professionals album, which I think was, oh, wait, I didn't know they did an instrumental version, but Mad Lib collabed with the Professionals, and it looks like, oh, no, on that album. Did they? No, it's just a single, which is so weird, because, like, I'm going to have to... That's, I'm, I'm confused by that. But yeah, there are, ooh, found another song. As I'm literally <laughs> talking to her right now, finding more songs to add to her playlist. Yeah. And then also an album that um, I would recommend for everyone. So like more so what I've had on repeat, and it's a lot more for a specific ear, I feel like, is the album For Real by 454. Um like on the Homer website it's like a Frank Ocean co-signed album and I don't even know what I would categorize it as because it's like not hyper pop but it's just like this super pitched up like very technological I don't what's, even know how to like explain it um but there's the, the song on, the artist is called 454 and the album okay. is called For Real like the number four real gotcha. that's what i've had on repeat especially the songs late night florida and dready and pisces so incredibly fire added to that and he's only got he's just close to fifty thousand monthly listeners so not a lot of people know about him but there's a it seems like a, a good pocket that's about him is this what is this if there's one thing about me it's that i obsess over artists with literally no monthly listeners because there's no better feeling than like finding like a beautiful album or single or whatever and then you see that they have like no listeners on yeah. spotify and you just feel so like close and connected to them exactly um it's, i'm gonna it's give such a her cool a shameless plug here her artist or not artist her playlist small artist big sounds uh, really, really plays homage to that because she's one of those, like I try to as well, like through Unearthed Gems. And I don't, I, I think what's different about you and me is you have a dedicated playlist to it. And I, I have a greater appreciation to that. Whereas for me, I do try to 
especially like within the top 20 for Unearthed Gems. Like I'll, I talk to a lot of musicians um, and they'll send me their music and we'll talk it over and I'll be like, yeah, I can fit it in, uh, try to get it in the top 20. And then I, from a couple of theirs, I will base it around because there's no specific one feeling for, for that playlist. Sometimes it's new music. Sometimes it's old music. Really. It's just kind of, I'm taking the very, the selection radio approach of, of things with that, that playlist, which is weekly discovering music. It's, I don't know about you, but making a weekly playlist, I, it's something. It's work. That's what, I don't have any playlists that are like weekly because I know I wouldn't be able to keep up with them. I thought you did. I remember, or was it just weekly music that you were posting on Instagram? I, I do a weekly rotation post, um, uh. but that's about as close as it gets. Like my small artist, big sounds playlist mm-hmm. is 170 songs and I'm going to just keep on adding to it. And then, you know, I'll take off some songs once in a while. Like I'll go through um, and like maybe take a couple off, but you know, yeah. um, it's, I play this art this playlist all the time and just throw it on shuffle and you can always find like a cool small artist and there's mm-hmm. same thing here there's no theme there's no one central sound this is kind of the epitome of what that good shit means to me because it's no genre it doesn't matter who you are where you come from what kind of music you're making if there's yeah. something in it that I fuck with then it's that good shit exactly so I want to I guess getting to that um so for the audio listeners, uh, this comes out on Tuesday. What did I say? The 16th, I believe it was. Yeah, the 16th. So this is after uh, you'll be having your second event. But I guess I kind of want to talk about the first event. I I could I wish I could have gone. I had obligations. I was going to a wedding up in North Carolina. Uh, Carolina no, uh, North California. So I wasn't able to go. But the way we were still in the same state. Facts. It, you know how long that drive would have been. I was like, I looked at plane tickets. I was like, Do I? I was like, I'm only here for like a few hours. I don't think it. Like I was like, could make this work, but I can't. I was like, Ah, it's not gonna work. So walk me through. I guess a little bit of like the planning aspect, getting so many TikTokers out there. Cause like that was a huge like collaboration essentially. Um, I saw all of the pictures, the videos on Instagram from a lot of the artists that were there from you, from our own music friends and everything. So like, give me a little bit, give me a little rundown of the coverage for that. I will give you a little rundown. The Ascension was born because for anyone who doesn't know our last event, our first packaged event was called the Ascension. Um, it was born because I was originally planning on having the first that good shit event in Oregon when I lived there. It was going to be like a house party um, with just like really good music. And then um, me and everyone involved in planning the event got COVID at the same time and we all had to cancel it. Uh, so that was not fun. Um, and so then when that happened, um, this guy named JR, who runs a music organization called uh, Serendipitous Music, Mm-hmm. out of LA he reached out to me and he was like hey when you move to LA I want to help you plan an event since you couldn't do this last one and I was like that sounds cool um and we ended up co-planning this together um JR is really in like the hyper pop scene and super underground rap scene um he's mm-hmm. extremely creative really amazing guy and we co-planned it together in about two months um so we worked with Vita Kari, who's an incredible artist, and she has a DIY space in LA called Vita Wood. Um, so we know her through JR, so we were able to book the venue through her. Um, and then in terms of artists, we just went through our own individual networks. I brought on some artists like my good friend, Selena. Um, she flew out from New York. 
my friends Slay K and 88 Kusha came out from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Snow Xavier, who's from California. Zoe Rex, who's from California. Um, we had the Adani and Bucky P. Bucky P, I believe, was from Nebraska. So we had artists come out from all over. Yeah, all over the place. Um, yeah, and it was really cool because, you know, I had never thrown an event before. I didn't know what I was doing. And um, it was really cool to have all the artists were willing to participate, um, you know, with not having any money involved. It was all just based mm-hmm. off the passion and based off the music. Um, and it all came together really beautifully. And I even got, you know, my friend Irving was able to DJ and it was his first time DJing in front of an audience. Yeah. Um, so in terms of planning it, we really just booked the venue, the artists said they were down. And then uh, we just kind of let it unfold as it, as it did. We ended up doing yeah. really well. I think around 80 people came out or something total, which yeah. was super sick. And for the TikTokers, like everyone was just down. I didn't even ask anyone to come. Xavier yeah. texted me and he was like, just bought a plane ticket. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Jordan remember, was like, yep. me too. <laughs> and then and so, I it remember, cool. it's, so it's, I, Sam was there. Um, I don't, is her name Rosie? I, if I'm saying Rosie. your name, Rosie, okay, never mind. I felt, I was like, if I'm saying her name wrong, I will feel so terrible. I know she was there from everybody's Instagram. Um, I think I saw Max there too on somebody's post uh max mostly who's also uh heavy into the the i think his tiktok is mostly music uh m-o-s-t-l-e-y for those listening uh who want to check him out he does a lot of um like he does a lot of music related news i would say he's like a yeah if i'm saying that incorrectly i'm sorry but like from what i see there's like a lot of music media in that way but he does have a few playlists out there if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah, Max was there. Rosie was there. Um, we had Will talks music. Yep, we had uh, our boy Mwell, who's the notorious ski mask, the slump god, and Cardi Stan. He works for our generation music now. He's been killing it. He came through, which was really great. Um, yeah, we had Xavier Slater, a.k.a. Jordan, uh, Sam from Samer's Music. Um, and yeah, it was like a really phenomenal group of people. We got to make some TikToks together. We went record shopping together. Yeah. I was so jealous was, seeing everybody's uh records. I was like, ah, same state, eight hours away. <laughs> I know, but I wish you could have been there. The vibes were just right and everyone got along so well. It was like we'd been friends forever. Because we kind of exactly. have, but yeah, we'd never really met before. So it was really special. That's awesome. It's um and now you have your second event, like I said, uh audio listeners. It this is past, but at the time of the recording, um the event is on the 14th, which is Sunday tomorrow, again, at the time of us recording. So this one, this one is a little bit different, right? There's a little bit more hands involved on that one. Yeah. Yeah. This one is going to be a lot bigger. Um, we're planning on having more people and um, a very, very incredible lineup. Not to say, you know, the artists at the last event were amazing, but we've got some, some bigger artists and uh, we've got a lot of people coming out for this one. And it's in collaboration with Green Tea Studios, which mm-hmm. is, an incredible studio. I've been working with out of Santa Monica. Um, so every week we do a radio show on their Instagram live called Green Tea Radio, where people yep. submit their music, we review it. Um, and so we do that every week. And this is kind of the culmination of that community coming together, the Green Tea community and the That Good Shit community. Um, so it's going to be a lot bigger. Um, we got like food and drinks and it's a beautiful venue in downtown LA. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I know I've tuned in to... Um green tea a couple of times and one of the like so when i first started tiktok um 
and I did like the whole Discord community. One of the artists, um, who you know, as a star child, he made it in like I think top ten or something like that of one of one of the episodes. Um, it's great to see him getting his music out there, not just from me, but from you and some other people. So I was like, I messaged him and I was like, I'm super proud of you for still continuing to do it because I see that a lot with artists, especially new artists. Two things will happen. Um, they either just want free streams and just say, hey, promote my music. And then that, that's it. It's the beginning, middle and end. There's no like conversation. It's like, no, I want to get to know you as a person. Or it's like they'll get discouraged by not having millions of, of, of streams. And I'm like, nah, it's about the fun of it. Yeah, it's, it's about the fun and the community. Like, if as long as you're building relationships, you know, and people fuck with you, you can have 10 monthly listeners or a million monthly listeners. But yeah. for me, it's really just, it's about the genuine connection with your community and your fans. Exactly. Because I've been sent albums with an artist with low monthly listeners and... I've tr- I some I try to help the best I can. Um, sometimes like recently I did I shared one of my friends' playlists because I was just like, this is just a a really good playlist. I was like, this is not my thing. Like I don't normally do this, but um, this just I just this playlist was great. So I want people to listen to it. And then it's the same way with artists. I'm trying to find one. Um, actually. I know you've talked to him recently because he was telling me about it. Uh, his name's Brendan, but his artist name is Hardy Black, which mm-hmm. what is uh, I forget what the title of his album is because me and him talk about so, so much music. So it's hard to uh, on the road to Atlanta um, by the artist Harvey Black. Anybody listening, feel free to check that out. It's on the it's got a similar sound to um, Diz, Earl, Red Veil, mm-hmm. and Young Wabo in that in that retrospect in that regard. So if you are interested in in listening to his album, I would highly recommend it. Um, I liked it. I mean, I gave him my own personal critiques, but that again comes from somebody who doesn't make music. I just consume an unhealthy amount of it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I remember Actually, him. I had a really. Hmm? I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. No, I'm literally just scrolling through pictures and screenshots of like our conversation. So go ahead. And- yeah, no, I just, I, when you said that, it just reminded me of something. And I think it's an important point to make, like, as we're going into this era of, you know, music curators and people like us who, you know, we don't make the music. Um, yeah. We just listen to it and give our two cents. But I think we bring a really unique perspective to the table. I was just talking about my friend, Lack Honey, incredible artist. Check him out if y'all haven't. It's funny um, you say that. I I gotta I gotta touch on that while while it's still fresh in my mind. It's so funny that you say that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in a second. Okay. Um yeah, he he and I were talking about how like when he listens to music, he hears all the technical things. So they'll be like, Oh, you use that you use that kind of drum or you use that kind of blah blah blah. I have yeah. no idea how producing works. I know I know not a single word about producing I. music. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I don't even like know how much I want to learn about it just to protect my perspective of music that's solely based around my like, emotional experience Yeah. with the music, just how all of it coming together sounds. Like I have no idea what different kinds of drums are called. I just know how when you put it together this way, it feels like this. And I think See, that's a cool way to look at music. I did that. I did the opposite in a way with movies. So for anybody listening, um, I don't really talk about it on my audience on TikTok. It comes out every now and then. But like me starting TikTok was like just part of like a passion project. I was just like, I'm just going to share the records that I have. Um, I'm really like 
a writer slash filmmaker at heart. So I, when I watch movies, it's almost ruined for me because I know so much about like the movie making process. I'm like, Oh, well that was shot this way with, with this type of gimbal. Oh, is that an IMAX? I was, Oh, it's, I hate that. I know it because sometimes I'm like movies that I'm really excited to see. It's like a technical aspect. I'm just like, ah, that was shot this way, which this is just a stupid, like shameless plug. Tom Holland has a movie called Cherry that is out on Apple TV. Um, Apple TV Plus is a subscription service. So if you're into that, subscribe. But the reason why I'm talking about this movie is because there are certain elements to that where a uh, pretty decent like soundtrack to it. But there's certain camera angles. And like I can like in my mind, like when I'm walking in my apartment, I see that. So it's like there's certain instances and it's kind of like Deadpool breaking the fourth wall. It happens a lot in the movie. So it's like somebody's walking down the hall. It's the camera facing them like and you're talking to the camera and then they turn down the hall and then like the camera immediately flip turns with them. And they look down at different angles and there's just a camera track and just like that is just so good cinema. That's such mm-hmm. good cinema. But talking about Allie, talking about lack hunting, huge shameless plug to my friend he i have been this man's like one of his biggest fans i'll say i'm not gonna say i'm his biggest fan but i know that i'm up there i've been rocking his music since 2018 right really so and it's so i don't even remember how i found it i feel like it might have been listening to russ and they like when you finish a song and finish an album it's just like all right here's more artists that you might like the first song i ever heard by this dude and i tell him to this to this day is a song called no music um which at the time when the album came out or when that song came out there's this girl that I, I liked i was talking to her blah 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 you know story goes feelings emotions music yeah everybody goes to that he it's neither here nor there that was the first song that i ever sent to her and then from there like that connection with her stemmed into a music group chat which then a couple of years later i would say kind of is part of the catalyst of like me making TikToks, right? Part of it is me talking to two of my best friends about, or three of my best friends when I was going record shopping with them. I was like, ah, I might do this on YouTube. And then I was like, nah, I'll just do it on TikTok. What's the worst that can happen? And then I remember I shared, it was early when I started making TikToks and I had no idea what it, I still don't know what I'm doing. I did a like, I did a video about his song and some of his music. And then ever since then, uh, me and him have been friends. I've literally, um, like, literally just been following everything he's been doing with all of the recent album, like all the stuff that has come out within this past year, twenty twenty one. All of the stuff. Um, I'm excited for whatever he's gonna do next. I know he's working. He's staying on his grind. But that dude, that is, he's such a genuine guy. Oh yeah, I was so my I had seen him a little bit on TikTok and then. Um, I went to this music networking event in Malibu and it was my mm-hmm. first time going to something like this and I was really intimidated there were just all these like young 20-somethings working in music like at this house networking and um, I met him there and we just vibed right off the bat and yeah. we were like oh we're definitely gonna hang out and then like literally the week it was the week he was leaving LA we hung out for the first time and we were just like why the fuck have we not hung out sooner like exactly. we we're like gonna be best friends like he is just such a cool dude and so like we spent a whole night just like driving around and like talking about music and listening to music and the way yeah. he listens to music is so similar to the way I do um mm-hmm. and we connected a lot on that and man he's just mad talented but so so nice like yeah. he's the so best I'm just, really mad he left LA <laughs> yeah 
I keep telling him, I was like, um, cause at the time I remember, I remember how like the interaction started too. Um, I posted the video on TikTok. He liked it. He followed me on there or something like that. And then that led into like me and him following each other on Instagram. And he's the first person that I've ever, like, I don't go live on Instagram. It's not really my thing. Um, I knew the future was there forever. I was like, eh, I'm good. I don't, I don't ever, I never had a use for it. And he was like making beats in his car one day, like just waiting for some people. And I was like, all right, I'm a tune in this dude's stream. And then we just started talking for like two hours on music. Like just about stuff that he's been making, like the story I was telling you there for everything. He was just like, I don't know why you didn't reach out sooner. I was like, dude, you're a musician. At the time, I didn't know how to do that. It was probably just be like, who's this random dude sending me a message? I'm like, that's what I would think sometimes. Yeah. But no, it's, he's such an awesome dude. Um, Definitely, definitely check him out. Go listen to his podcast as well. I forget what it is. I forget what his podcast is called. Let me see. I'm trying to look it up, but there he dissects some of like his own songs. Um, not playlist podcast, the like honey podcast. So literally that where he uh, has gone through and dissected some of his songs that he's made from the past year. So go ahead and check that out. Um, I know, I guess we're coming up on the tail end of that. Anything else you want to, to plug at the end, anything you're working on, anything to keep people excited and interested in what's coming up next. If you oh want my to talk goodness. about it. Um, I have a very exciting collaboration coming up soon that I can't really share any details about, yeah. but a playlist related collaboration is coming up very soon in the future. So keep an eye out for that. Um, the and then and everything. I, yeah, I literally can't say anything about it, but just know it, whatever it is, it's coming. Um, thank you in advance to everyone who's about to come out to our show tomorrow. There's definitely going to be more coming. Um, I'm also dropping some holiday merch. Soon. I'm going to be doing some new playlist keychains, which are my nice. keychains that have a QR code that scan to a playlist. They're really mm-hmm. fucking cool. Going to be making some more hoodies as well. And uh, I do manage Diz, as we talked about earlier, and yep. he's dropping a single on November 19th called One Step Closer featuring Young Wabo. So definitely check that out. Um, and I just really appreciate y'all. You know, like this last year of my life, I've went from making TikToks in my bedroom to working in music full time, which is something yeah. I never even <clears throat> dreamed of happening for myself. So yeah. I will just always like want to end off this, you know, with just, like so much gratitude for everyone who's been so supportive and for people like you, you know, who are just like all of us doing this together and really supporting each other. It's just yeah. like making the dream possible for all of us. I would have never, and I still don't like when people. I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, I'm like, why do people like my stuff? I'm just like this, this random kid on the East coast who just has a love for music and vinyls, but like at his core writing, um, which I guess I can talk about a little bit. I guess I can talk about it. So I did a video a while back about Lacuna and everybody listening and you, which makes it has no context, which has no sense. I literally made an entire five minute video explaining what it is. And then I cut everything out to make it most, the most confused, confusing thing a human being could watch, which is one of my favorite videos. Cause it's like, it's like putting, I feel like it's a type of thing that Ryan Reynolds would do. Like he would release a movie, but cut everything out of said movie. And it'd just be <laughs> two hours of him just making jokes, which I would pay for. I would pay to see that movie, but it's, um, it's a storytelling playlist uh, as told in four slash five parts, which has, it's about this kid named Milo uh, and this girl named Quinn. 
blah 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 love is involved um i'm taking a heavy inspiration from nathan zed i don't know if you're familiar with him um he did a playlist series for his clothing line um which is like a four-part playlist for his clothing line which i'm taking a lot of inspiration from him but for this it's like a story that i want to tell for people to to read and it's just like the playlist is the companion guide to that mm-hmm. um i think that inspiration draws from if you if anybody knows who logic is um bobby he wrote a book called supermarket and if you listen to the audio version of the book with each chapter as he's reading it there are experts of the songs that's played within the background of him reading every now and then so there's inspiration from that but um that's something that I'm super excited. That's why it's like so difficult to find music because I literally have actually, hold on. You might be able to see it. Uh, how do I do this thing? Oh wait. Uh, choose virtual filter. Is that a thing? All right. It gets under like effects. Yeah. Effects. So literally behind me again, this is an audio podcast so nobody can see it, but just imagine yeah, I was sleeping on the couch watching movies last night. Don't judge me. I got the Batman poster. But literally on this wall is just sticky notes of just music and songs that I have um, of like telling the cohesive story together. So that that's pretty much that. That's pretty sick. Just, I love I love that idea of like having a playlist or something to listen to as you read or as you go through a story. That's why I have a Childish Gambino record that has like a screenplay that you listen that yeah. you read while you like listen to the album and I think that's the coolest thing See, ever. That's, that's another thing too because it's like I'm, part of the idea of doing it is because of Childish Gambino. I was listening to um, Cole Dissect pod, uh, podcast on Spotify if anybody if everybody should be familiarize themselves with that. I went back and listened to his dissection of Because the Internet and a lot of that is is played into that. Like Childish Gambino is one of those very few people that wrote a screenplay, acted the screenplay out when he was going on tour. Um, somebody even told me that to go as far. I don't know how accurate this is, but they said that if you watch Atlanta season one and two and whenever three and four come out, that his character Ernest is technically the boy that's talked about in both camp and in Because the Internet. So I was just like, it's an interesting way to, to look at it because the character types are so very similar to how he's described in, in the screenplay and the, the short film they did and in the, the music itself. Yeah. I need to watch Atlanta film. Maybe I'll start watching that like it's directly good. after this. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Two seasons. It's uh for music. It's not, it's for somewhat of a music show. It's, it's funny and it's good. Um, People were like, oh my goodness, Chad is going to be in a speculated that Justin Bieber is going to name his next album Justice. Because there's like a little, because that season two came out before Justin Bieber's album came out. So it's like just stupid fun stuff in that. And there's like a lot of hidden Easter eggs for like Childish Gambino himself in the show. It's just like, of course you would. Of course you would do that. So of course. I just want to thank you. Huge shout out for, you know, coming on the podcast helping me get this back on on the road in a sense because i've been wanting to do this forever just haven't had the time and now that i work from home i kind of have a little bit more freedom on the weekends to do things like this so i'm just super grateful that uh i could have you as a guest finally have people kind of get to know you and hear what's yeah yeah i mean again thanks for having me you're one of the first people i connected with on like music talk and in the music world and i love everything you do so i'm very happy to be here Thank you. Thank you. And last but not least, um, any shameless, any more shameless plugs and where, where can people find you on socials? Yes. 
So um, you can find me on Instagram at that good shit at that good SHT. Um, and yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on TikTok at Annabelle Klein and at that good shit because TikTok has been banning me a lot. So I will now be on mainly that good shit on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So two accounts um, <laughs> to find yeah, her on. If it, if it works, it works. But yeah, hit me up on there. Any small artist, um, I listen to every single submission that is sent to me, whether it's through, um, you can email me thatgoodshitmusic at gmail.com. You can DM me on my personal Instagram at Annabelle Klein or at that good shit. I listen to every single submission that's sent to me. Um, and I really value all of y'all putting yourselves out there and sending your music to me. And I will always do everything I can to help y'all out. So um, I just appreciate you guys always. All the support means the world. Hey, it's Job Brin again. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Social Aid Circle. It absolutely means the world to me that you guys tune in every single Tuesday, every week, as we're kicking this back off to actually listen to the podcast. And I want to give a huge thank you to our guest, Annabelle, for, you know, being the, the first guest for the return of the show. It was so amazing to have her on the show. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, it means the world to me if you guys could, you know, share this playlist and rate it wherever you listen to podcast rated five stars whether that's on apple or spotify or again wherever you listen to your podcast this thing this this show it really works by word of mouth uh and it would mean the world if, if you know you could leave us a review and what you think uh we should talk about next and how you like the show so i'm gonna get out of here it's been great having the show back uh and i i can't wait to see you guys next tuesday for another episode of Socialite Circle. You guys take care. As always, drink your water and stay safe.